You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and streetside interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we bring you a couple special guests. Uh, this week we're going to hear from Charming Disaster, our old friend Tom Domina, and uh, we're also going to hear from Solid Ghoul. So please sit back and enjoy the show. All right, episode number 28. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, new listeners, big thanks. So glad uh, you tuned in. Old listeners, thanks for coming back and returning. Uh, we, we do this every week, this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, and I keep saying this, but uh, we're still just 28 episodes in, so we're getting lots of new listeners each time. So I want to let you know that what this podcast is centered around a live performance that happens in Brooklyn every Sunday night. And then uh, we record that uh, live music right from the board. And then we put it all together in a podcast, talk to the uh, bands. I do a little bit of talking. I'm your host, Carl. And uh, we have a good time. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This week, we have three special guests. Uh, We're going to hear from Charming Disaster first. Uh, They're this uh, great duo that I met at Putnam's. And then we're going to hear from, if you're a frequent listener, we're going to hear from Tom Domina, who uh, has been on the podcast quite a few times, and he's become a pretty good friend of mine. And then a new performer, we're going to hear from Solid Gould, who is a new performer to the podcast, a new guest, but he did a really great job and sort of a a change of pace in the type of music. He's a little bit more new wave, uh, pop, techno type of stuff. Um, he normally plays with a band, but he, Albert is his name, is the guy, but the band is Solid Gould, and uh, he's play, played by himself, but he brought some backing tracks and stuff, so it, it's a little different type of music than we're normal, normally hearing, but if you know me, you know I like a wide range of music, and I feel like you're probably the same way. So it's not exactly acoustic, but it's some good tunes, and he's a gigging musician around New York, and we talk about that in the interview. Talk about his family, too. He comes from a family of musicians. So I uh, can't wait to, to get to that. I do want to let you know a few things that are coming up. Um, this is coming up. This is going to be put up on Sunday. The following Monday on, um, the, tw- on the 30th of, what, is, what month is it? May. Uh, I'm playing with the band that played on this podcast, Charming Disaster. Uh, they have a residency at this place called Branded Saloon. And they play one, uh, have a show once a month called Murder Ballad Mondays. And they, have, they ha- bring in all sorts of acts to do songs about murder and uh, death and things like that. And so we, we talk about this a little bit, but there's a, so the very first song I ever learned. Uh, and I remember I learned it. My dad had this guitar that I think was his grandfather's or great-grandfather's or something. And then it had been glued, the body had been re-glued on because apparently, in this, so the story goes, that the guitar was smashed over somebody's head, used as a weapon. But uh, it was the first guitar that I ever learned on, and it was like gut string, sort of smaller, like um, parlor-sized guitar. And it was really nice for my hand. It had like a V-shaped neck. And it was really nice for my hand because the neck was very, very thin at the nut. And so like I could put my hand around it at a pretty young age. And the very first song I ever learned on guitar and learned all the way through, and it was a, a finger-picking style song, is the song called Polly Vaughn. And um, I learned it from my dad, who played it, and that's how I knew it. But I also knew it from Peter, Paul, and Mary. And Peter, Paul, and Mary were like, my very first concert I ever went to was a Peter, Paul, and Mary concert. And uh, it was sort of, I was very young. I remember I had this, this ring on <laughs> that I thought it was look, I looked all fancy with my ring. And we went to the Fox Theater in St. Louis, and that was the first concert I ever went to. Uh, I just thought it was like the fanciest <laughs> event I had ever been to. And I was probably like five years old. And I think through like a strange turn of events, my, my dad got the tickets and, and he was supposed to take some clients or like uh, politicians or something like that. And it ended up falling through. So he got to bring his family and I just remember getting all dressed up and putting on my little, my, my uh, ring. So, and I think I lost it. I think I, it's probably still on the floor of the Fox Theater in St. Louis somewhere. But anyway, that was the first show that I ever went to, first concert that I ever really saw. And I knew a lot of those songs. You know, I knew Puff the Magic Dragon because my dad played it and I had heard it a lot. And then one of the songs that my dad played and they played that night um, was this song called Polly Vaughn. And it's this very tragic song about... Um, a guy who's hunting swan and so like he's hunting a swan and he, he sees his love who's wrapped up in a, a um, um, apron 
and he thinks she's a swan and he shoots her with a ar- bow and arrow and kills her and it's it's really sad anyway uh i'm gonna be playing that at murder ballad monday at branded saloon and i'm also gonna do um an original song so if you can come out to see that uh that's happening it's tomorrow night be- from when we record this but um it'll probably be the day you hear this. So come on out if you can. Um, but think it's also interesting. I remember that night at that Peter, Paul, and Mary concert, they played this song, Lemon Tree. And I was just walking up to my apartment the other day. My landlord was sitting outside and he has a lemon tree sitting outside on our porch. And he just, it's like a couple years old, he said, but it's still, you know, very, um, very young and not doesn't look like a tree yet. Looks still looks like a bush, and I didn't know that it had like um, thorns and stuff on it. And maybe they grow all. Or they it doesn't have it when it matures or whatever. But um, I just I was thinking about that concert, and they played that song, and they would slow it down. They would repeat the verses and every and the chorus each time. They would slow it down more and more, like le mon tree very pretty and the lemon flower is sweet i'll never forget that <laughs> but yeah that was my first show so uh well, heads up we're gonna hear from uh charming disaster like i said but yeah we're gonna be playing a show together uh soon so charming disaster is this really cool band they're a duo they um when i first met them i think it was just guitar and ukulele and now they have added in hi-hat and they have a little kick drum and we talk about their setup in the interview afterwards but uh they have this really full sound and they're both really great musicians and uh they do these really cool songs but most of their songs are themed around um disaster of some sort either murder or death or something like that uh but the musicianship is very high they're touring they're playing all over the place and i was really glad to get them back in we've been like shooting emails back and forth for a couple months and um it was great to like finally lock down a date and they come out came out and played and uh it was just a really good night we're having an awesome time at Putnam's on Sunday nights, so please come on out 8 p.m. every Sunday. We're doing live music. Uh, I would love to see you. I'd love to hear from you. If you come and you've listened to this podcast before, you know, let me know, because I would appreciate that a lot. So we're going to hear from Charming Disaster right now. This is, uh, you know, a live performance that they played at Putnam's last Sunday, and uh, hope you enjoy. This is Charming Disaster. Blackbird over my shoulder, voice like ice, cold, cold running water. Eyes made by black magic, black magic marker. Little blackbird, help me find my way, for I fear this might be the end of my day. Clever red foxy running beside me. Teeth like a trap, trap snap shut behind me. Flash, you find smile so wicked and wily. Clever at Foxy, I'll stay well away. For I fear this might be the end of my day. Little blackbird, I'm so lost and hungry. Dogs closing in, they track me and hunt me. Take to the sky, lead me to safe country. Little blackbird, help me, help me escape. For I fear this might be the end of my day. See that black specter high over the trees. Nasty hawk harrier harrying me. Try as I might, it gives me no peace. See that black specter wheel over this way Oh, I fear this might be the end of my day No matter how I try Despite my good intentions My nature decides I can't fight the animal No, This might be the end of my day. 
I once was a prince with castles and farmland. I love me a lovely, a beauty, and charm, and the wife of a jealous, cruel sorcerer husband. Once was a prince with most refined taste. Or I fear this might be the end of my day. Foxy, oh Foxy, I'm not what I see. You knew me once as the sorceress queen. It's fucking black shadow now darkens the stream. Foxy, oh Foxy, we're trapped by our ways. I fear this might be the end of my day. King's castle, led by that dastardly cuckolded scoundrel. He won't stop till he takes my tail for a tassel. Hunters are thundering from the king's gate. For I fear this might be the end of my days. Blackbird, how lovely your voice is. Mind is near, I hear hounds and horses. Fold up your wings, sing me one final chorus. Pretty blackbird, I beg you to stay. For I fear this might be the end of my day. Darling red foxy, there's no future for us I'm doomed in the sky as you are in the forest I'll perch by your ear and sing our sad story Darling red foxy, I won't fly away For I fear this might be the end of my days I fear this might be the end of my days I fear this might be the end of my days I fear this might be the end of my day. All right, we're here with Charming Disaster. You guys just finished your set. How do you feel? We feel good. good. Feeling good? All right. Yeah. Well, you guys sounded absolutely wonderful tonight. Oh, um, I wanted to start out by just talking first about gear, and then I want to talk about kind of your whole deal, what, uh, oh, you know, sure. the theme, your whole theme or whatever. But uh, what kind of guitar are you playing? Because it's a really beautiful guitar. Uh, I have an old Gibson ES-150. It's a semi-hollow body, I mean, it's a hollow body arch top from 1949. 49, that's crazy. It's really beat up. It's, yeah, it looks really worn. Uh, when yeah. did you get it? I got it about two years ago. I got it off eBay. Oh, cool. Took a chance, and uh, I guess it's been great. Found love when you got it? Yep. Let's introduce yourself. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is Charming Disasters, the band, but you are... I'm Jeff Morris. G Jeff Morris, and what's your name? I'm Elia Bisker. Okay, thanks a lot. Now <laughs> you know who you're listening to, Podcast know. World. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what kind of ukulele are you playing? Um, this ukulele was a custom build um, by Peter Herney, based out of Berkeley. His shop is called Pohaku Ukuleles. Oh, cool. And um, when Peter and I started talking about making me a custom uke, I didn't realize that um, I was going to end up with a uke with my portrait in inlay on the <laughs> on fretboard. <your> front. <laughs> um, but that is what I got, and it's, it's a work special. of art. And I mean, isn't beautiful. that why you started playing the uke in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> that was accidental, <laughs> like most good things. Right. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, just to round up, you had you played with some percussion. Uh, and that was, you had like a, what, was that just a case, a suitcase for a kick drum? Yeah, it's an old suitcase uh, with um, a foot uh, kick drum pedal on it and um, a uh, piezoelectric transducer inside of it. mic that's hooked up to a quarter inch so we can cool. plug right into the board, right into the board. and then hi-hat with a... Yeah, and then hi-hat. I actually started out playing a foot tambourine, but like 
you have to really stomp and it doesn't make that much noise and mm -hmm. I'd wear two and then one would fall off and so I, I upgraded recently ish to the uh, to, to the, the hi-hat. Hi you get more you can get more sounds too you know you can get a crash yeah. or a, yeah. I don't know whatever whatever that sound is but <laughs> yeah yeah well, it, was, it was definitely work incorporating it into our uh -huh. like we, we oh my knew God, our songs so, hard. so well we like knew our songs really well and then we had we were like oh god we have to do feet and that was like <laughs> kind of like learning how to walk all over again yeah which so uh the kick drum kind of came first and then the and that was like oh, they came both? together okay yeah, yeah although my like it, for me it was the the tambourine Put tambourine before it was the hi hat. So okay. That, uh -huh, but it was the same parts. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, and, and now let's talk a little bit about your your music. Uh, was there a song that you felt uh, that we could use for the podcast that you think felt really good tonight? Oh, that is a good question. I thought Little Black Bird felt Little pretty Black good. Bird was, uh, okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can we talk a little bit about that song? What's the where does that sure. come from and what's the idea? Sure. It's well, I feel like we should give a little context, okay. which is that this this project started. We're both songwriters, and we when we met, we had other bands that were larger bands, and we decided to start writing together, um, and with kind of a specific set of parameters, which were we wanted to utilize two voices, both narratively and musically, and we kind of wanted to tell stories that were a little dark about two people in various kinds of trouble. And mm -hmm. so over the last three and a half years that we've been writing together, the, the stories involve things like a widow and a ghost who are in love and, uh, you know... The knife thrower and his assistant. Two yeah. people who've murdered somebody and they yeah. don't know what to do about it. They steal a car from someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. And, and little, so do you seek yeah. these stories out? Or are they are they fiction? Are they are kind of all sorts of things? We're not really at liberty to say. Okay. Like yeah. Next question. <laughs> okay. So uh, um, to black, I'm sorry, little, little blackbird. Little blackbird. Black black it's kind of like a. Do you know the fox went out on a moonlit night? I that, do. Yeah, that yeah. Kind of. A little bit of that. A little, little bit, bit of, of Aesop's Fables, or <laughs> yeah. or like La Fontaine. Yeah, exactly. Like there are a lot of stories about foxes and crows. Uh huh. And we wanted one that they were they were in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a story of two two animals it's kind of like a parable uh, mm -hmm. and it is a parable and, and it took us a long time to figure out what the story was actually like yeah. we Jeff started this one yeah. usually one of us starts it and then do we, you start with music or just lyrics and then kind of go to our melody me personally uh, just speci specifically for this song but kind of in general I know it, go it happens all different ways it kind of happened at the same time okay. the, the music and the uh, lyric and the kind of the way that it played kind of lent itself to a kind of like a folky mm -hmm. more folky kind of story okay cool song. but we the the plot and the plot of this is there's a fox who's on the run from hunters and there's a crow on the run from uh from a hawk and they meet and they don't trust each other or the it seems like the fox is kind of trying to um you know get one over on the bird and mm -hmm. maybe the fox has designs on eating the bird the bird isn't sure um, and then you find out. I'm, well, it's kind of sort of a spoiler, but well, you, in the sequence right. of events, they will have yeah. already heard the okay, song. Great. So, so um, <laughs> and then the, you find out that the fox used to be a prince in love with a woman who was married to a sorcerer, and then you find out that the bird is that woman, oh. and also they're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it's funny to laugh about. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the first song, I don't know, have you ever heard of the song Polly Vaughn? Okay, I'm just curious because I learned it from Peter, Paul, and Mary, but it was the first song that I ever learned on guitar. And it's about um, a guy that kills his love hunting for swans. He thinks she's a swan and he ends up shooting her with an arrow and then he kills oh, her. Oh, look that up. Yeah, it's a really, it's a hauntingly good song. But um, yeah, that, I just wanted to drop that in because that's a song I learned from my dad played it, but I learned from Peter, Paul, and Mary. He also played the uh, Fox Went Out on a Moonlit Night. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. a great tune. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, where can people find your music online? Charmingdisaster.com. We're on Bandcamp. We're on iTunes. We are. Uh, we only have a couple of things on Spotify, um, but... Um, yeah, Bandcamp. But yeah, Bandcamp, Bandcamp is, is the best place, best place to find our us. music. Uh -huh. yeah. um, but we've great. also got some fun stuff on YouTube. We, we do videos beyond music. Um, we do a series of public service announcements involving disaster preparedness. Um, and, uh, is that just your? Is that just a charming disaster uh, YouTube channel? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So check that out because that sounds awesome. Yeah. And then what about shows? Upcoming shows? You, you guys seem to be playing around a lot, from what I 
check out in your schedule? Yeah, our, our next show is actually a week from tonight. It's at the Slipper Room on May 29th. Mm, I'm unfamiliar uh, with that place. Where's uh, that? Oh, uh, the Slipper Room's on the Lower East Side, and it's a burlesque theater, mostly. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, but they do some other interesting events. We're going to be special guests on a live radio drama that also is a podcast called Fireside Mystery Theater. Oh, wow. So we, we've written a new song especially for that for podcast. That. Oh, awesome. and, um, and then after that's done, we'll go on at 9. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for playing, guys. It sounded really great. Thanks for, having, thanks us. for having us. Hope you have, have you back sometime soon. Yes, All right, thanks a lot, guys. Like I said, Branded Saloon tomorrow night, Murder Ballad Mondays. You can hear me play Polly Vaughn, and you can hear them play their songs too, uh, as well as a bunch of other musicians are going to be playing. I want to let you know about another show. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, you heard from Owl and Wolf. Uh, they're hosting a, a thing called uh, the Front Porch Stomp, and it's happening on Governor's Island. On uh, It's part of uh, Make Music NYC, Make Music New York, and it's happening... Um, on June 18th, and I'm, I'm going to be a part of that. So uh, if you're around New York at that time, come on out. Um, we're, it's going to be all acoustic. It's a great lineup. And um, if you go to like my Facebook page or any of my pages, you'll see I shared the the flyer for it, and Owl and Wolf's going to be there, and then a whole bunch of other bands. So check that out. Make Music NYC. Uh, next up, in fo- as far as live music goes, I want to let you know that it's going to be our friend Tom Domina. Now, Tom, uh, I met him just through Putnam's. I think we got in touch via Craigslist, and he's been on this podcast a bunch of times, and I really enjoy his music. I enjoy uh, talking about songwriting with him, and uh, he hung out all night. You know, he played second. He got there early and played a set and then stayed after and did the interview and so i really appreciate it tom and um we just step outside and talk after his set and he just you know has a really good um concept of what it means to be a songwriter and the ups and downs of it and yeah i think he kind of alludes like do i want to keep doing this and if you're in any sort of creative field i feel like you probably go through that sort of thing a lot um where you're thinking is this worth it if you're not where you want to be or the uh, downside of all of it is coming to the forefront? Um, but my advice and my thing is keep moving. Just keep going forward. Don't second guess. Just go forward and do it because, uh, you know, it's it's the way you're going to keep yourself fulfilled. So we're going to hear from Tom. Uh, we're going to hear him play a... Um, Hank Williams song, because that's what we talk about in the in the interview. And uh, FYI, this is a copyrighted song, so um, don't tell the people at BMI or ASCAP or whatever. <laughs> but here, we're going to hear from Tom Domina. All day I face the barren waste without the taste of a water cool water old Dan and I with throats To water 
Domena, our old friend. You've been on the podcast like five times or something like that. Yep, that's right. <laughs> old faithful, they call it. <laughs> I went uh, years ago, I was out on the road with my dad, and we went to see, we went to Yellowstone, and we went to see Old Faithful. And we went and we, were, we went and it wasn't going off, you know, so we're sitting on these benches, and there were this, this group of four 65-year-old people that were just like trying to find on their phone when it was going to go off. And they were like, this is, I can't figure it out. Let's just go. We saw that one geyser and they left. And I'm like, it's old fucking faithful. Like, you, it's going to go off. Just hang out for a minute. And I don't trust this old faithful nonsense. <laughs> and it makes me mad because our generation gets a bad rap because we're the ones obsessing over screens and stuff. And it's like... Well, I hope you gave them a firm talk. <laughs> I didn't. I just... Buried it deep in my brain, and then <laughs> gonna talk about it publicly on my podcast at some point. Yeah. So, um, how do you feel after your set? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, I, I felt like uh, I learned something about playing tonight. Um, it's better to not plug in for me. I don't know. Mm. People have their own preference, but yeah, I like just having a microphone capture the uh, the sound. Right. Well, it's I, I mean. It is the pure way of ca capturing the sound, you know? Yeah. Not, and, you're totally dependent on the pickup, you know? Yeah, and uh, I don't know what it is. It's just for finger style, it doesn't sound... You know, you get that bad live guitar sound that just sounds mm -hmm. like a crappy <laughs> bar gig. Right. And, uh, and it doesn't need to sound like that. You right. Know? It, it, it really doesn't. I think if you just put the microphone in front of it, it it'll capture it the same way it captures a voice mm -hmm. and it feels more authentic right and it's uh it's nice that when we have the the right mic to do it we had the 57 yeah, tonight which I was guess, of course whenever i try to mic my old guitar it i would i always just move around too much so i end up banging the microphone in the middle of the song mm -hmm. which is un not good because no. <laughs> you usually have it cranked pretty yeah. hot but you know. you know you have to fight that I guess but right. it's worth it I mean look I did that plenty tonight <laughs> I was you know feeling the rhythm of whatever I was playing right but uh, that just is a testament to the experience of it that I was actually feeling because sometimes you don't feel anything yes. and your foot isn't tapping <laughs> and, and uh, nobody else's foot is going to be tapping if yeah. the musicians isn't yeah <laughs> that's just the, that's just the truth it ain't it 
<laughs> it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. <laughs> I'm drunk. That came out terrible. Oh, it's all about timing, music and comedy. <laughs> it ain't. I mean, it, it don't mean a thing. It's something. Well, it was like this charming little moment uh, with you because Charming Disaster played before you, and you got to play your uh, murder ballad about uh, about your great-great-grandfather or whatever. I and I saw you guys having a little conversation about it. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you two. Uh, they responded to the death song. <laughs> That's great. Was there another song that you played tonight that we haven't used, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, there was uh, a Hank Williams song, um, Cool Water, that I uh, Oh, yeah, I, I remember that tonight. one. I don't know how well I did it, but I did it. You know, it's just nice... It's nice to get a song on its feet and 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 get the cobwebs off, you know. Yep. Especially if it's a cover that you know you have to give yourself permission to sing sometimes because right. you're you're infringing on someone else's sacred <laughs> ground. Right, right. And uh, hopefully, uh, it, it's not so bad that you can reattempt it and you get that first attempt under your belt. Right. And that's everything I find, you know, oh, like you get that first one in there, it's it's usually always really it's not, bad yeah, to it's, you. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not what you want, but but the next time you do it, you you have like more oceans more. Of <laughs> yeah, totally. Right, even just one more time. Yeah. It's just getting through it. Uh it's so crazy how that stuff works too that like there's no alternative. There's no you like you can practice as much as you want at home, but there's no alternative to playing in front of people know. you know for a song yeah because it's uh, it's affecting every um, cell in your body so you know your fingers which moved so confidently <laughs> in the comfort of your own home uh -huh. um, are experiencing a whole new reality right and uh, it's 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 frustrating because you know you you want to show the people what you are in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. And that free person is is dynamite. <laughs> if that person can just be there when other people are watching, you think, man, I'll really I'll have something. Right. Which I guess they can if you have if you go the YouTube route and everything. But even then, you're just going to get lost in the in the mix of what is. Uh, guitar players playing in their bedroom on YouTube, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but but that's, it's a cheap camera that can't capture anything. <laughs> right. You know? Like, but I get, if you had like a great four camera crew in your <laughs> shower, you know, maybe right. that would, that would, but then that, <laughs> but that's a different experience because then you're going to, your fingers are going to seize up a little bit and right, because you're yeah, going to be so, nervous. Yeah, exactly. I get nervous. I used to always say I didn't get nervous and it's just the complete lie. I get nervous pretty much every time I, I yeah. perform. So, yeah. And it's just your, because I do, you do mostly finger picking stuff. I do finger picking stuff, and it's just like if that right hand isn't loose, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and it makes me wonder about um, going forward, long term. If if I if I do stick it out performing, do I want to focus on being like a classical musician approach? that's almost like an Olympian athlete that's just like, I have to do my finger stretches you know, before I attempt this song. Yeah, yeah. Um, or do I want to just get loosey-goosey and have a few beers? The problem is, is that, you know, that opens you up uh, having a few drinks, but you can't maintain a level of extreme precision on fingerstyle guitar and no. be drunk right yeah <laughs> you can't it definitely messes up your motor <laughs> skills so you really have to watch it you know? yeah yeah which i sure. like because it kind of has a it's a built-in you know kind of like you don't screw around right you know right um but at the same time you know uh you're nervous so you drink and you're are you putting yourself behind the eight ball by drinking at all Right. You know, that's the, I, I go back and forth. I that. go back and forth too. Sometimes I feel like it's almost a necessity because it loosens you up, and there's something to it. Whenever you like feel the buzz of the music and the booze and drugs or whatever it is, and like you ride that wave, and it's quite nice. And then there, so, and then you play sober, and it's like this is probably where I sound the best. I would think just from motor skills, you know. Yeah. And you're not slurring your speech or forgetting the words or whatever. But I go back and forth too. I don't know. I you know some. 
the people that I really like the most right now are are sober. Oh yeah, which says a lot to me. And I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for me to go down that route. <laughs> I know it's a sad <laughs> thing. I I read once that like you drink when you're young to feel old, and when you're old to feel young. And how it's all there's always this romantic idea uh, attached to drinking, and I think that there's probably some some truth to that. I just want to you know have it all figured out, <laughs> and uh, I can't seem to figure it all out. I, I, I do feel like it's it's very much a, to avoid extremism and going you know that's it I quit, <laughs> and because I'll quit drinking or smoking or whatever it is. Uh huh. And then, you know, this retaliation happened <laughs> six months later, you know, and, and uh, this, this seesaw thing, I don't like. Yeah. And uh, is, how that influences my performance is, is I don't know, it's tricky. Yeah. I don't, I, haven't, I don't have it figured out. I will say that Chris Smither, who's like my favorite guy right now, was a big drinker for years. Mm-hmm. He drank because his heroes drank, and he thought, you know, that's what you did. Right. And uh, and then he became an alcoholic, and he had to stop. And, yeah. And then he started to have success because all of his energy was put towards that. Yeah. You know, you got to be healthy too when you're when you're playing music. It takes a lot out of you. And it you, takes a lot. It's yeah, good it to be in good shape. You. you know. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you playing tonight, man. Thank you, man. Me. Yeah. Always, thank you. Always, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right. We'll have you back for sure. Thanks, Tom. Thanks a lot, Tom. I appreciate uh, appreciate you playing, and I appreciate uh, the the conversation afterwards. Uh, last time he's played a few times, and he has a little pickup in his guitar, and we've had a lot of buzz. But I got this new SM57, and I, we just mic'd his guitar this last time, and I think it sounded uh, quite a bit better. He agreed too. One of the hard things about playing with a mic like that, though, is that you can't really move a lot. You know that like if you move forward at all, you're gonna you're going to hit the strings right on the guitar. So that's one of the things about running sound. It's like you want to get it close, but not too close. You, and when you're playing, you're like, you want to move around and feel loose, but you don't want to move too much. It's the same thing when you're in the studio. If you've ever been in the studio, you got a mic, you know, your guitar, and then it's like in your vocal mic, and everything is so close that like it's really restrictive. And for the first like few times that you listen to things you recorded in the studio, you can almost sense your own... Um, claustrophobia or whatever and then as the years fade you forget that that's what it's like and <laughs> and then it just disappears so <laughs> anyway we're gonna hear next up from uh, Solid Gould and it's Albert Gould he's this uh, really cool songwriter we ended up hanging out after the show he was drinking uh, red wine and we were chatting about music and everything and I think he's a great musician and a really cool songwriter so uh, this is Albert Gould Set a pride 
too much spare time Instead of crying my day outside Believe it or not I still got a crush on you I could never dream of causing harm to you Grudges friends may claim, but that is just not true. I had but I'll see you whenever you really are too. Too much spare time. Sad of crime. Too much spare time Instead of crying I know you have time My name is Albert Gould. I'm a singer-songwriter slash band leader. What's the What's the name of your band? Well, Solid Gould is the name of the band. Okay. And my name is Albert Gould, so right, you pulled it from there. Last name, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you, you sounded great tonight. Kind of like a this was your sort of new wave type of feel. Would you say? That's what I've been doing recently. I used to be more jazz fusion, mm-hmm. and then I started listening to a lot of new wave and just kind of went that way. Yep. Because I love synthesizers and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, your band couldn't make it tonight, so you had to use your own, your iPhone band, right? Yeah, I made some backing tracks, basically for tonight, you know. Okay, so you put those together for tonight, or do you, is that something that you kind of have all the time? Half of them I actually finished tonight, just made them oh, that's so awesome. I could come play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. That's cool. It sounded great. It sounded really full, and I, and I appreciate that. Um, so uh, I just like to talk a little bit about the craft of songwriting. So you're predominantly a keys player, is that what Yeah, you, I play that, piano. Okay, and that, is that how you started? Yeah, Everything? I used to play classical piano when I was younger. Cool. And used to listen to a lot of the Beatles at one point, and I kind of switched from playing classical to trying to write my own songs. Uh-huh. Wrote a lot of goofy songs when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And I then eventually that. got to a point where I, I learned some jazz, and I started getting serious about composing. Right. Uh, like pop songs, uh-huh. I guess in a jazz, jazzy pop songs. Right. But it was, it was kind of a transition from playing classical piano to realizing that I could try to improvise and actually just goof off and play around. Right. Which led to me having just figuring out what I want to do musically. Right, a little bit of freedom. Yeah. Uh, I like to talk about like songwriting, so we'll just I can just pick one pick one of the songs. But um, do you generally come up? Are you like a, do you come up with melody first or lyrics or do they kind of all come at once? It's always differs. I mean, mm-hmm. 80% of the time, I would say I come up with a super catchy, I guess I would call it piano composition. Right. Where it's just really, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced where you come up with just a really sick guitar riff. Right. That's and then, a lot then, of times how it starts. And then you, you know, start playing and you sing something over it. Uh-huh. Here, here's what, what I usually do ly- lyrically is like I'll, I'll come up with a very catchy riff or idiom. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come up with a lyric that sounds catchy over that. Right. And then from that lyric... You can build from I'm that. like, okay, well, this song, if that's the main hook, uh-huh. what could that mean? Thematically, where are we going from Yeah, what here? could that mean? And then once I pick that, I, I sort of write around it. Cool, cool. That's awesome. And then uh, your band, what's the instrumentation for your band generally? 
Um, it's a trio at the moment. Okay. It's usually bass, drums, keyboard. Okay. And we all sing and do like three part harmonies and oh, stuff. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. But that was going to be my question. And then you bring it to the band. I mean, are you pretty much the songwriter or does everybody kind of write their own stuff? I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much orchestrate everything. Cool. And so but, you bring but, it to but, them. But and the, then they're, they're all very cool with it because um, they really like playing music mm-hmm. and it's fun to play live. Right. Because that can be an issue if I'm just like telling them what to do all the time. It's like, oh, is, totally. it, is it really that fun? But you know. <laughs> then it becomes work and yeah. it's like, you're not making all that much money, so what? <laughs> what's yeah, the deal? that can be a problem, but it, it is it is pretty fun to like play music live. Like my my brother actually used to be my drummer, in my band, mm-hmm. and uh, but he got accepted to Juilliard for jazz drums recently. Oh, wow, that's like full ride. Really, that's crazy. So he can't really um, play with us anymore. Uh-huh. He's just so busy. Oh, I thought you meant because Juilliard would get mad at him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Maybe probably not. <laughs> no, but I'm just kidding. He has no time and right. After not playing with us for six months, he came and played a show with us, and he was like, "Dude, that was the funnest show I've played oh, in six yeah, months." Yeah. You know, right? So it is fun to play like with 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 me. So yeah, there's one saving grace. That's great. Is a younger brother or older brother? Older brother. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. There's nothing like playing with family. I, I find I, my brother is a great musician too. Oh, what's he so, play? He's uh, kind of everything: keys and guitar, and he sings. I, he's like not a professional. He's an attorney, but I just. I still think he's a better musician than I am. Uh, well, I mean, the, that's how the Saul Goulding originates, because it used to have my brother and my dad in the band. Oh, really? Cool. What, but, and your dad was playing bass? He plays sax. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. We used, to have, we used to have, like, sax in the band. Yeah. So that was why it was, like, structured around that, and now uh-huh. we just still name that. So it's a good name. Yeah, I yeah. like the name a lot. Oh, cool. I mean, it, it makes sense, of course, because it's your name, but, uh, yeah, just, it's a cool name. Um, my dad also plays guitar and stuff, so it's fun oh, whenever nice. I, I'm yeah. from St. Louis, my hometown, so whenever I go back there... It's like, say hi to the family, and then we all kind of go play music together somewhere, you know. It's like, a, we ha- it's a must. We have to. That's great. Mm. It's a way of, like, uh, you know, nonverbal communication where you can really uh, get to know, one, you know, people and stuff. So. Yeah, well, my, my dad is, like, in his own right, he's, like, somewhat of, like, a notorious, famous sax player. Really? Like, underground, like... For jazz? Like jazz. jazz sax, yeah, everyone... A specific people, type like, of jazz? Is it... He plays some like avant-garde sort of jazz, cool. like his own version. And like, you ask like random Berkeley students, they're like, "Oh yeah, Ned Gould, I know that guy." <laughs> but it, you know, he's not he's not particularly like, like, you know, marketably successful. Right. But he, you know, he is his own thing. So playing with him is like was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's cool. And then I mean, as far as it goes, like jazz musicians are kind of like <laughs> the best technical musicians, you know. So it's like pretty impressive that he has. What fame he has, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, he has this, he has this crazy like sax vision uh, system kind of like you know right thing going on. <laughs> cool. So people know. Well, I really appreciate appreciate you coming out to play tonight. It sounded excellent. Um, are you playing any other shows that you could maybe plug on coming uh, up? We were playing uh, June 11th. This place called the Basement Bar. Where's that? It's a, it's a really cool spot. It's off. It's by like the Montrose L train. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or actually, Morgan. Morgan. Morgan L train and. Um, Barrett Street, two four nine Barrett Street. It's a very cool place. It's like a, below a hostel. Oh, awesome! I, uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You, yeah, you've been there. I've I've been to the hostel, but I know I know I can. Yeah, it's very it's a very about. fun place to play, and um, we have a residency there. I think this may be our last one. So. Oh, once a month or? Once a month. Yeah, we've been doing it for like four months now, and we don't have anything else. We don't have any more months booked. Uh huh. And I'm not sure if it's the last one or if I should get more more. So. Right, we'll but see. This, this one's definitely but that's happening. That's a big show. So yeah. June 11th. Yeah. In uh, in Bushwick. Well, that's cool, and that's a cool little spot there. Um, where can, can people find your music online? Yeah, you can find... I released a new album recently of all of my home recordings. That, Just into uh, into a garage band or something? Or? Well, Logic Pro, usually. Oh, okay. And um, called Albert Gould's Greatest Hits on SoundCloud. <laughs> and you can find that on solidgould.bandcamp.com. Okay. And um, a lot of people like that record, actually. Like, I've... Can you spell Gould real quick? Just it's so a G O O L D. Okay. Yeah, um, it's free, but a lot of people purchase it. Like they really like it. They're like, That's people great. message me. You're like, like, they've been listening to it all day. So uh, if you want to check it out, yeah, it's a yeah. good album. Well, that's what we're doing. What I'm trying to do with this whole the gig and the podcast is put your mu- music in front of people that might not, maybe have never seen it before or heard yeah. it before, I should say. So hopefully they can go to your band camp and check that out. I really appreciate sure. you playing tonight, man. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I had a good time. Great.
right. Thanks a lot. Uh, really appreciate you playing, and it's cool to have, uh, you know, a different vibe. Uh, I, I like diversity in music. People often ask, you know, what kind of music do you play or what kind of music do you like? And for me, it's just like everything. And I really do mean it when I say that. I like it all. I like experimental music. I like noise rock. I like jazz. I like funk. And I like singer-songwriter folky stuff. So it's great to hear uh, a little different type of music with the backing tracks and, and stuff like that. So thanks a lot, Albert Gould. I really appreciate it. Uh, way to rock out. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this is going to be um, you know episode number 28. So... We're rocking and rolling as far as the episodes go and as the weeks go. So if you're ever in Brooklyn on a Sunday night, 8 p.m., 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, that's where we're going to be. We're going to be rocking out and music goes all night. So come out and say hi to us. I would really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, and we're going to probably next week, I'm going to get to some uh, reader mail because I've been getting some really interesting mail recently. And uh, if you'd like to you know, get in touch with me, that's the way to do it. It's Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. And that's the email I have for booking the bands and uh, running the podcast. So Putnam's Acoustic Sunset, all one word, no apostrophe, at Gmail. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, also, if you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a rating and a comment on I on the iTunes store. That uh, helps us a lot as far as like getting uh, the podcast in front of new eyes and new ears. So uh, if you'd like to do that, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week with some new special guests and um, some reader mail. So I look forward to uh, seeing you guys out at Putnam's. Come out to a show sometime. Would mean a lot. Uh, Carl Banks signing off. Peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs>